now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hopalong, John Cassidy. And a good Mother's Day Sunday to you all. Welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hopalong, John Cassidy. It is a pleasure for us to welcome you to the show tonight. I think we put together a great show for you, so sit back, relax. Have a cocktail with mom just before dinner and enjoy the show. I think we've got something special for you tonight. Starting right out of the gate, we're going to have owner-operator of Anglers Marine, Mr. Rick Grover. We've had Rick on before talking about Anglers Marine, but a lot of times he's been just uh, 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 a little modest about his fishing prowess as well. Be that way no more. We're going to update you on what Rick's been getting into uh, uh, first thing out of the gate today, I think you're going to be impressed. I know we all were here. And then at 544, Captain James McDaniels, owner-operator of Grindy Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. He's going to be with us to let us know what's happening to his boat. And then the second hour, as a salute to Mother's Day, Carol Martins is going to be with us. A lot of you know Carol as the mother of pro angler Aaron Martin. She's going to be with us to tell us a little bit about how it is raising a professional bass angler. Hey, there's going to be a lot more to come. We've got a few surprises in store for you. But before we get to all of that, let me introduce to you the co-host of Rod Real Radio. First of all, this individual is the voice of 1-800-BASS-BOAT and a pretty darn good fresh and saltwater fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy. Good evening, everybody, and happy Mother's Day. Well, Great weekend. I got to fish in a major league fishing event. That's only the second one I've heard of out here in the western United States. I had a blast yesterday, new format, tons of fun. So, you know, it's been a good weekend for me. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Stan. And we also want to wish your significant other, Margaret, a very happy Mother's Day. Uh, yeah. I hope uh, it's going along well for you. Uh, we've had a we've had a really wonderful day. All right. Hey, I also want to introduce to you the other co-host of Rod and Real Radio. She is the national sales manager for Iserline. Represents many other fine products in the fishing industry. She's also an exceptional outdoor enthusiast when it comes to both hunting and fishing. And she is a mother also, Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how are you doing on this Mother's Day? I'm doing great. I had a great weekend because yesterday was my birthday and today is Mother's Day. 
So I was going to say happy birthday, Win. It was I missed it on the on Facebook. I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Thank you very much. That's great, Wendy. Hey, appreciate that. Hey, we're going to have a Mother's Day special later on. As I said, in the second hour, Carol Martin is going to be with us. She's going to talk a little bit about raising a pro angler. So you're going to want to hear that. But, guys, we've got our first guest on the line. Why don't we get to him? He's the owner-operator of Anglers Marine, but also he's a pretty good fisherman in his own right. We're going to talk to him about his latest accomplishment accomplishment mr rick grover rick welcome to rod and reel radio hey guys you there yeah we're yeah, here we're here can you All hear right, us great thank you very much for having me on and, and wendy happy birthday and happy mother's day that's great that's what i'm excited for you that's a great weekend well rick you know we are we talk to you quite often, and we're talking to you about Anglers Marine and the great products that you have there. We talked to you in the years about the Bassathon, but what a lot of people—I don't know, maybe not a lot of people, but a few people—don't know. Besides being owner and operator of one of the most premier bass boat uh, suppliers here in Southern California, you're also a pretty good fisherman. Not only have you raised a great son as a fisherman, but I think the genes have been passed on from you yourself, because you go out there and whack them pretty good yourself. Well, you know, I'm kind of like Stan. You know, we're just kind of like old guys. They're kind of sleepers, pretty <laughs> modest, and just, uh, you know, go fish because we learned at the right time when bass fishing was in its infancy. And um, we just, you know, go out and have a great time. I've been very blessed to uh, uh, have one uh, co-angler side of the FLW tournament at Clear Lake two times now. And... Uh, it's a it's a great tournament trail that uh, you know it's a national tournament trail. It's a lot of fun, and uh, you know I kind of tag along every once in a while to go up and hang out with the pro staff guys and you know help Kyle with the gas bill. And uh, we we just you know I enjoy being around all the fishermen. There there's tons of my customers there. And uh, this weekend the cards just fell in my lap. You know I had uh, three really great draws. You know one of them being. One of our oldest friends, you know, Joey Rebay Jr., who is probably the top two or three best fishermen in the Western United States, and uh, we absolutely smashed him the first day. It was uh, an epic two hours in the morning before the camera boat got there that I'll probably never forget. And uh, then the next day, I had a really great uh, up-and-coming college angler, a guy from Chico State. His name was Travis Bounds, and uh, we just put our head down and grounded out, and I was uh, and I was very lucky every day to have caught a fish that was at five pounds or over five pounds, which really, you know, Clear Lake has been fishing kind of weird. It's not, uh, you know, everybody has 25 pounds like it used to be, but uh, there's still a ton of fish in there. And, um, you know, all you needed was one of those good kickers every single day to uh, to be able to keep yourself at the top. So I started up first day and third, stayed in third day, third the second day. And uh, the last day I fished with a, Really great delta fisherman, Nick Nero, uh, and we just hunkered down on one little 200-yard stretch of bank, and uh, he caught 18 pounds, and I caught 12, and caught a five-pounder, and uh, made all the difference in the world. But uh, great time, really well-ran events. I mean, FLW is, is as professional as it gets uh, right there with the ASS, um, and it's just fun, you know. It's just a great time to get out, and it's beautiful up there at the – phenomenal fishery if not one of the top four or five on the planet so uh, i gotta give credit to rick here we we fished around and against each other 
all our lives, basically. <laughs> but but he right. fished on the pro events way back when too, and and was competitive angler with all the rest of us. And then like like he and I both, we, you know, business comes first, and you got to kind of bow out of the the stuff where you have to travel a lot. But he gets. I, I would love to be able to do a co angler thing like he's been able to do, uh, and go to FLW events and like that because. I'll tell you what, the hardest thing to do is sit, sit behind somebody and catch fish if, and and be good at it. Um, we used to have boater right. to boater. It's, 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 You'd it's, be in the yeah, same boat, it's and it, it's the same kind of format. So Rick grew up learning how to do this. <laughs> this is how we fished. Right. But you have done a great job at keeping at waving the flag and keeping the old guys in the game, bud. Yeah, you know, it's a different format than Wombass. Wombass is a shared weight format, and, you yep. know, FLW, you get, you got to catch your own fish. And um, so, you know, I try and really uh, fish a little bit differently than what the pros do. And, you know, if he's throwing one color, I'm throwing a different color. If he's fishing in a certain depth, I'm trying to fish a little bit deeper than he is, trying to mix it up a little bit, you know, and, and um, you know, doing something that maybe the fish haven't seen. But, uh you know, I I practice a lot with the vacuum cleaner called Kyle Grover, and you better be able to catch it behind that guy, or you're going to have a long day. So, uh, I had a boy. It's, it's a lot of fun, and Stan, I, Stan, I think you would enjoy that. In fact, um, I I think that uh, you know the rumor through the fishing world is that FLW next year is going to have four events in the West, including the West going to have its own fish off. So, wow. uh, hopefully, they can schedule that and put that together and. Uh, you know, it would be a it would be a real big plus for the West out here because I think that uh, when it comes to the national tournament scene, we get a little bit of redhead stepchild. So, well, Rick, you know, before you took we off are for that, Clear Lake, it would be fun. Before you took off for Clear Lake, you were punishing Diamond Valley. I uh, saw some of the, the the comments and the pictures of fish that you had at Diamond Valley, and and one of the guys knew that you were going up to Clear Lake and said, "Well, you know, you're going up to Clear Lake. Clear Lake's not Diamond Valley. It's going to be." A whole completely different situation. <laughs> Tell us about some of the differences that you found at Clear Lake or techniques that you were using there that you might not necessarily use at Diamond Valley. Well, you know, the, a couple of years ago, Todd Woods, uh, one of our good friends, Todd Woods, pro staff guy, uh, he won a Clear Lake tournament on the, under, on the spin tricks underspin made by Rick Keats. It's a kind of a sleeper bait. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you put a Kitech minnow on there or, a, or a money minnow or, a, you know, a bash trick style bait on there. And something about it at Clear Lake, they have those big hits in there and they really whack the tar out of that thing. And, and that's what Joe and I caught them on the first day. Uh, and then after that, it pretty much came to, uh, you know, mostly fishing drop shot, but more flipping and pitching a drop shot and heavy cover. Whereas Diamond Valley, you know, the fishing in Diamond Valley is really straight structure oriented. And most of the big fish that I caught this spring this year, and I had a 35 pound day with Don Ivino and a couple of 32 pound five fish days. Uh, Man. A couple of the guys, most, most of those fish were, uh, in, you know, 25 to 35 feet, you know, very much finesse fishing with real light line, six-pound test. At the, at Clear Lake, you can get away with 10, 12-pound line up there. Water's fairly off-color. So. Man, 30-pound limits are like the days of Casitas, old Casitas, not anymore. But but uh, those days, it's good to see yeah. we have that kind of fishery come back. Yeah, we really do. And you know what You know what the big thing stands? I don't have to tell you because I, I know you guys are still missing a little bit of it at Lake Casitas. But, I mean, really the key down here is that we have water. 
You know, that's the yeah. whole thing. That's there's, exactly there's water it. In our lakes and yeah, and it makes a big difference, though. Um, I mean, if they could ever figure out how to get casitas full again, that place would go off. So, uh, and I love the fact that they have those major league fishing formats there. In fact, it's funny that you mentioned that because Kyle and I, in the practice at Clear Lake, were absolutely we we caught probably 100 to 150 fish a day mm. and 60 fish on a jerk bait. And and we were talking about if they ever had major league fishing at Clear Lake, it, they couldn't keep up with it all. You know. They wouldn't have enough camera time. You could be catching them every cast, you know. And I love, I love that format, and I love the fact that uh, Rich Fowler is doing that for you guys. That's really cool. I got to tell you, it is absolutely a blast, you know, because your first decision, uh, you know, when you go out there in the morning, we had overcast, cold weather for two days, and it's been warm all the way along. Fishing changed, so your first guess at where you're going to go to catch fish. I, I now that I've done one of these things, there's there's a method to the madness <laughs> to, to get out right. there and fish. It, it's not like you're fishing with a, a team guy. You're fishing alone against everybody. Um, it, but it, there's a method to you know make sure you're going to get some fish wherever your first stop is because you're you're going to be an hour or two behind if a guy gets on them real quick. But it was a, absolutely a blast to do. I. I I can't wait to do another one, actually. I, I'm sure that we're going to have some of that stuff pop up uh, on other lakes, and I know you'll be involved with it. We ought to chat a little bit about that, actually. But, man, it was yeah, fun, Yeah, no, that'd be great. Well, yeah. Rick, let's, let's talk a little bit about what you did at the FLW Western Costa Series at, uh, at Clear Lake because you're in a little different position over there. You're not the, you're not the captain of the boat. You're the backseater, and... When you have a pre-fish that goes as well as you had it go, and then you get on with a guy that has his own game plan, how do you adapt, and do they uh, accept uh, uh, any type of uh, instructions or, or directions from you, or, or how does that go, being the backseater like that? You know, it really depends on the anger that you draw. Okay, I mean, the, the three gentlemen that I drew in this event, uh, all of them had a very good game plan that was uh, really right down the line. And and you know, I, you know, I fished with Kyle in the practice in this event, but you know, I don't really give divulge any info on what Kyle's doing or anything other than you know they know that the, the lures that are tied on my rods in the morning are probably the ones that I caught them on with Kyle. So. Um, <laughs> It, it's uh, I just keep I just keep it to myself and, and try and adjust to, to whatever there is, it is that they're going to do and um, and roll with the punches. They pay the big money to get in there and and you know it, it's their event. But you know sometimes and sometimes you get a, a more a more of a novice guy that you know wants to uh, you know have some info and you can you can suggest it to him on on, on things that you suggest. But uh, he still gets to drive the boat and you know I got to fish out of the back and. Uh, you know, he, he's in, she's in charge and, you know, sometimes they listen to you and sometimes they want to do their own thing. And, and it's really, a, it's the, it's the cards that, uh, that you're dealt, but, uh, it's a, it's a great format. And I'm, I'm very, very lucky to be a Ranger boat owner because I got one, an extra $5,000 on the Ranger cup program, which nice. is an incredible program. <laughs> cool. And, um, yeah. So what, they, how much did you end some, up with for, uh, I won $35,000. So. Yes, sirree, baby. That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. That almost paid for yeah. the gas to get you up in there, uh, back there. That's pretty good. <laughs> hey, yeah. Rick, 
We want to ask you a few more questions, but we got to take a break right now. Can we have you stay on for just a little bit? Sure. No problem. Hey, we're speaking with Rick Grover, owner-operator of Anglers Marine and first-place finisher in the FLW Western Coastal Series at Clear Lake in the uh, uh, the AAA or what do they – uh, co- what the, do they call the, it, Rick? Do they call it the AAA, the, the Co-Angler, the Co-Angler yeah. series over there? Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I—we're going to take a break right now, but we'll be back with Rick after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has the new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag. Quantum Fishing, we are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. We're speaking with our special guest, Rick Grover, owner-operator of Anglers Marine, not only in Anaheim, but also in Lakeside, California. And 
We've talked to Rick uh, several times about his uh, boat dealership, but a lot of times we don't get a chance to talk to him about his fishing. And just this past week, he won the co-angler division of the FLW Western Coastal Series uh, division at uh, Clear Lake. And, Rick, congratulations on that win, 151 boats in that tournament. Not not a bad thing to do to beat up on a bunch of guys like that. It's, it is very, very, you know, I've, I've, I've fished some on the pro side too. And, and I think out of the half dozen pro side events I've fished, I only made the top 10 one time. It's very, very hard to do. And, um, but, uh, there's some great talent, uh, out here in the West. I don't have to tell Stan. I mean, uh, there's some very, very good fishermen here that are in that deal. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, the pro side winner up there was Wayne Brazil, who is the local kingpin. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and I, yeah, and he he is uh, very very good and uh, squeaked it and actually squeaked it out. And I, and I have a funny story for you. Sure. I know that uh, little Joe in that event was about four pounds behind Wayne, and in the afternoon of the second day, you know, Joe weighed multiple twenty pound bags the first two days, and uh, he had an area that. The, for some reason, for about a six-hour window uh, in the evening after the second day weigh-in, the wind blew probably 35 to 40 miles an hour. And what happened is it just it blew uh, the bait and the fish out of Joe's area. Or my guess is if, if it would have stayed the same, Joe probably would have won because Wayne struggled the last day. So Wow. Well, um, Joe, uh, you know, uh, did fairly well, too, 151 boats, third place. I know, you know, you always like to finish first, but third in a field like that, especially with a lot of local anglers up there, not a bad deal at all. And congratulations to not only Joe, but you, because Joe, I believe, is is on your pro staff. Joe is uh, Ranger pro staff, yes, and, and uh, he's sponsored by Bridgeford Foods. And uh, Joe is uh, old, one of the anglers and his oldest friends, longtime uh, employee, and, uh, you know, the, the Uribe family uh, are just, they're all class acts, great guys. They were all there, I think. And Leo like this stat. I'm pretty sure that Joe is leading the pro side angler of the year after two events, and his sister, Rachel, is leading the co-angler side after two events. No kidding. That's, that's great that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Joe and his dad grew up fishing in our arena here in the, in Southern California with all the, the team events here, Castaic, Casitas, and, and the local regions. So, you know, they really have grown up uh, along with the rest of us throughout the uh, the years, you know, learning how to do that here. And I know they've moved off to Arizona. But Joe and Little Joe, he's always been a talent, and, and he's continued to do better and better and better. And he's, he's a great little fisherman. You know, Rick, I want yeah. to ask you, during during the three days you were fishing, and again, we have to remind our listeners that, as you mentioned before, this is not a shared weight format. You are fishing as an individual fisherman, and the guy in the front front he's fishing and is you know as an individual too, so you don't get a chance to share weight, and a lot of times you may not necessarily get a chance to see good water now it sounds like you had some great guys, but was there a moment during the the contest where you were doing one thing, your pro angler was doing something else, you were catching fish, and maybe he wasn't quite doing that, and he kind of looked at you and said, uh, what the heck are you doing, Rick? You, you know what, I try, and uh, in, in every event that I do from the backseat, first off, I'm, I'm very 
cautious about where I cast, and I will always ask them before I cast, is it okay if I cast right there? If they give me a no, then I don't. If they give me a yes, then I know that they're okay for me to be able to fling it around. And it's very nice to be able to get some fresh water every once in a while. Uh, the three days that I just fished, really, I was very lucky that there wasn't a whole lot of bed fish, even though there were some, to where I would have got stuck just in the back, you know, with nothing to do while the pro angler worked on one, worked on a big bed fish. But, uh, uh, you know, it had gotten cool up there for a little bit, and the, some of the bed fish had backed off, and some of them had already spawned. But, uh, no, I, I think that, you know, every guy you get just wants to go out and have an enjoyable day, and I think they always really pull for the co-anglers to do well because it's a good sign that they're around them, you know. I mean, I got a great message from my second-day guy. He was really excited that uh, Travis Bounds that I fished with that I won the event. He sent me a text on the road yesterday, and, uh, you know, I think it, it makes him proud that, uh, you know, they kept us up there in the race, and, and we're, we were able to finish it off. Can you share with us a technique that worked uh, well for you that was like your consistent go-to uh, technique, or uh, did you just – keep on trying different things until you found a combination that maybe what worked in the morning and something worked uh, different in the afternoon. I'm going to, I'm going to have to guess. I'm going to guess at least one method had to be uh, a drop shot and margarita mutilator. (laughs) A robo robo worm. I mean, I I don't think that if you live north of Bakersfield that you ever need to own any other color and they bite it, they bite it at the Delta, they bite it at Shasta, they bite it everywhere. And, they do. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, you go into those tackle stores up there, and, and you know, there's a whole giant roller section and all the empty tags are margarita mutilator. So, uh, you know, Mike and Greg need to send some stuff north. But, uh, Rick, is there uh, any way you tw- you tweet? Let me ask you a question, Rick. I, on your You were throwing an underspin. Now, underspins at Castaic is one thing. Underspins at Clear Lake are a different story. So, Completely. you know, how, and, 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 how big a head? And stand it. Yeah, it's a, it's a big 3-H head, and it's, it's like plated gold. It's ugly. Big old giant. You know what they like? They like the big giant eyeballs on there. And, you know, by the time you put a... By the time by the time you put a five inch swim bait on that thing, you, you could chuck it on twenty pound line. You know, I mean, it's a it's a real big bait. You know, it's almost like you're fishing for calico bass, but uh, they they bite it well. And uh, you know, I on the on the robo worm, I like to throw the fat six inch fat robo worm because you can put a little bit bigger hook in it, and uh, it, it seems to uh, take the beating a little bit better than the regular skinny one does. Even though the regular skinny one works fine, the the regular fat roll worm in the six inch, that's a great design by those guys, and it's a lot better for fishing on heavier tests. And are you using a regular drop shot hook, or is there a special hook you're using with that? No, I, I use a, I use up there, I use either a two-aught or a three-aught rebar hook made by Robo Worm, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got the good keeper on it to keep the thing on there, so if you miss one, you, you, the worm can sink back down again, and, and uh, you'll, get, you'll continue to get that. Your worm doesn't get messed up, and, uh, you know, I throw... I threw it up there on straight uh, ten pound Invisic Seagar line. So, you know that like having the the Robo Worm that that keeper on that hook, um, it, it keeps it keeps the the worm from coming up and turning around a lot of times on the on the worm itself. So you don't get uh, the worm slides down into 
the hook itself and away from the barb so you get hooked up better with that and you don't get you don't get fouls on it a lot that's a really great uh, little tip yeah those guys really have designed a very good system that uh, uh, you know I mean as a tackle store owner uh, you just never have enough robot worms I mean they sell you know nationwide and uh, you know between robot worm and Yamamoto and you know zoom there's not a whole lot else you need so uh, it, that's uh, those guys have, make great products. And uh, when you get up north, you know the crawdads are more red up there than they are down here. We have you know dark green and orange crawdads down here. And when you get to the delta, the crawdads are red and black. Uh, they eat the red crawler and they eat the margarine mutilated. And when you go to Clear Lake, the crawdads are very red. So that's why they like that margarine mutilator worm. Well, Rick, you, you uh, won the coangular. Uh... Uh, tournament at, at Clear Lake. Is there more in store for you with FLW, or, or what's the schedule now? I'll probably go to the Delta uh, in September as a boater and uh, probably fish the U.S. Open as a boater again. So that's my upcoming schedule. Fish a few ABA tournaments down here at Diamond Valley. Got a couple more coming up and uh, try and make the ABA fish off at Lake Havasu. That's always a fun place to go. And, and that's all. Other than that, hang out with my beautiful wife, Cheryl, and Enjoy my other boys. Well, also, you've been running the uh, the Ranger Appreciation Tournaments through Anglers Marine, and that has been a most successful series for you. Yeah, we have our fish-off. Uh, our final one of the year uh, is June 9th at Diamond Valley. It should be a great event. Uh, we're having it catered. We have a big, giant tent in the parking lot for everybody. Uh, we have a great game that we've designed to give the boat away. Anybody that's in the tournament can win. And uh, you don't have to catch any fish to win the boat. You just have to participate in the tournaments. And, you know, it should be, it should be a lot of fun. I think we're going to – you'll have a big crowd, maybe 115 to 120 votes in that event. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, Rick, I, I know you're, uh, you fish, uh, obviously, as the front seater in the boat a lot. You go and you fish these FLWs and you fish in, in the, the backseat, it's really no step down. But do you have uh, any advice for some of the younger fishermen that are first starting that are fishing in the backseat that uh, uh, w- would be uh, interesting to, to know that maybe help make their experience more enjoyable? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is, is A, you have to have the confidence to go. B, don't, don't be intimidated. Don't let those guys intimidate you at all. Uh, you know, make sure you have your tackle prepared correctly, make sure you have all the things that you need to go, because you, you need to have your own scale, your own culling balls, uh, you know, make sure your own pop pliers, your own scissors, your, all your own equipment to be able to do it yourself, and um, just go and, and you know, have a, you, you just have to go and have a great time, have an open mind that you're going to learn something new. I mean, I, you know, I said it on the stage uh, on the last day, you know, I mean, I'm 61 years old, and I I never stop learning. That's my thing. I, I want to learn every there. time I fish. Yeah, every time I fish, I want to try and learn something new. And I learned quite a bit at that tournament about Clear Lake and quite a bit about, you know, different techniques that caught them. So, uh, you know, you can you have, you have to learn. If you're not learning and not growing as a bass fisherman, you're just going to be kind of stagnant and stuck in your ways. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very, very hard sport to keep up with. Uh, lots of new techniques. Um, just, just, but just go and have a good time. You know, I mean, the, the fishermen that you're going to get paired with will treat you great. They're always class acts on that tour. Well, I've got to imagine too that uh, 
when you come up and step in the boat, and uh, most uh, boaters will recognize uh, who you are, and not only as uh, being from Anglers Marine, but also your record fishing in tournaments and especially FLW, uh, they're probably feeling pretty good that they've got a pretty good stick in, in the back seat with them there and the guy that knows uh, what the heck he's doing. Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing is they're really excited because they know that if something goes wrong with their motor, I could probably fix it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if something, uh, something goes wrong, well, wait a minute, it's just a fuse. I got it. <laughs> exactly, oh. yeah. All right. Hey, and Rick, we, uh, I think we asked you last time or anything like that, uh, and we're probably still way out into the future, but any updates on uh, Bassathon or anything like that? Will it be coming back? B- Bassathon is still in the works. Um, and uh, just keep an eye out for any kind of uh, advertising. Great way to go to see what's happening in Angler's Marine is always Angler's Marine Facebook page, uh, or just go on Angler's Marine, www.anglersmarine.com, and, uh, and and I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's uh, it's an honor to be on your show, and, and uh, you know, I've known Stan, fish against Stan, love Stan, the great guy, brother Kenny. Uh, you know, he's an old schooler like me. We started out when there were splashers. So, you know. Uh, yeah, we started out when there were flare starts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, every once in a while, it's good for the old guys to get one, you know. So, I well, was all in, buddy. Good job. <laughs> you know, some things you don't forget, and I think even though with, uh, and Rick, you're also not only, uh, you know, a boat dealer, but you run one heck of a tackle store there in Anaheim. Uh, you keep up with all the latest things, but. There's still a lot of quote unquote the old school things that work pretty well, and maybe some of the newer fishermen forget about those things. And knowing those old school techniques uh, might uh, give you a little extra advantage every now and again. Yeah, and and, and you know, with with all, especially with nowadays, with all the stuff that's on YouTube, you know, I mean, uh, the the guys that are clear like. Um, you know, Tim Little and the other guys that do the YouTube videos and stuff up there, I mean, there's a ton of great information uh, that you can just go on your phone and look up. But uh, the whole thing is never stop learning. You need to, you need to always learn. And uh, do they still bite the jig? Yes, they still do, you know. Maybe not the vinyl one anymore. But, uh, yeah, because nobody's got a vinyl one. <laughs> exactly. You know, but uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, it's 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 a crazy place we live in. You know the fish; these are city bass. That's what I call them down here, and they've seen it all. And uh, uh, it's just you know glad to be still doing it. So, well, Rick, if uh, people want to get a hold of you at Anglers Marine in Anaheim, find out uh, more about the tackle store or the services that you offer as a boat dealer. How's the best way to get a hold of you? Best way is seven one four six 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 two six two eight, or just go on to anglersmarine dot com and. Send us a message. And when you're not fishing, you're normally uh, there to be found in the store, are you not? Yeah, and I try and get down to San Diego store one day a week. And uh, But, uh, yes, I'm usually there, and um, we're open seven days a week. So come on by and say hi anytime. And the well, guys that work at the counter at the store are a great total wealth of information when it comes to fishing. All the yeah. guys, most of the guys that work for me, almost all my employees are all bass fishermen. So. Got it. Well, Rick, hey, our best to Cheryl. Thank you very much for letting her, um, for, you know, you know, thanks for, uh, you know, letting you spend a little time with us here on Mother's Day. Go back and enjoy, and we look forward to the next opportunity we have to speak to you again. Hey, thanks a lot, John. Thanks, Wendy. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks, man. <laughs> you betcha, buddy. Great job. All right. All right. All right. Rick Grover, owner-operator of Anglers Marine. Hey, we're going to take a little break right now, but coming up next, James McDaniels, owner-operator of Grande Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. We're going to get updated on what the Grande is doing over there in H&M, what its purpose is going to be, because you're going to want to hear all about it from the owner himself, Captain James McDaniels. Stay tuned. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers at Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gumkatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gumkatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gumkatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gumkatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, welcome back to Ron Real Radio. And we want to remind you, this segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can release fish back to the depth that they came from safely that are suffering from barotrauma with the rock lease fish release system look for the rock lease at your local tackle dealer <laughs> and we do want to welcome you back to rod real radio a happy mother's day to you all that are celebrating it out there appreciate you taking a little time maybe sitting down with your mother or taking a little break from dinner or the barbecue to be with us uh, always a pleasure to have you uh, joining us hey our next guest is with us He's the owner-operator of Grandi Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. The, the Grandi, I think, is going to be one of the premier boats out of the landing. Let's catch up with owner-operator Captain James McDaniels and find out what's happening. Captain James, how are you doing today? Hey, John. I'm doing great. It's, it's great to be with you. Oh, it's great. Hey, hey you, we've got Stan and Wendy with us, but while, before we uh, you know get into the Grande, uh, you know, a lot of the boats went out kind of crummy weather this uh, 
this past weekend, but they still got on fish. Uh, did you hear anything that maybe we'd like to know about? Well, you know, the, the crummy weather was uh, kind of more last week. Um, I think that uh, Friday was pretty pretty choppy out there. I don't think there was a, a whole lot caught on Friday, basically because of the adverse conditions. But the weather came down on Saturday, you know, yesterday, and uh, the fish came right up. And it was uh, pretty good fishing, you know, considering that it's May. Um, yellowtail, several boats with limits of yellowtail offshore. And uh, some bluefin as well, um, anywhere from a handful of fish up to 20 or 25 fish per boat. And the most exciting part is that it, it's all within uh, easy, what we're going to call full-day range of San Diego. That's what we're going to do is what was formerly called a three-quarter day trip and sometimes i still call it a three-quarter day trip is a full day of fishing is what we're going to be offering so all this was uh, able to be accomplished by leaving at 5 30 in the morning and getting back that same evening so just right here in our backyard uh bluefin tuna up to almost 200 pounds uh wow. with a lot of the fish being 40 to 80 pound fish and also excellent yellowtail on uh, on kelp so very encouraging sign that all it took was our weather to get nice james how big are these yellowtail that are on the kelp and i mean are they uh, the we haven't heard i haven't heard any 200 pounders yet but i know they're out there uh on the bluefin well i believe that uh there was one caught yesterday over 180 pounds um, that'll work that'll work and uh and to answer your question on the yellowtail you know i think it's pretty standard kelp patty fishing where it might be as small as three pounds or as big as 30 but i would be willing to bet that most of them are right in between five and 15 pounds would be my guess uh, all right we're speaking with captain james uh, mcdaniels from uh, granny sports fishing out of h&m landing and captain mcdaniels uh uh you know, last, this time last year we were talking about skipping yummy flyers and poppers and uh, all these uh, neat type of things, uh, kind, kind of techniques that your average everyday fisherman isn't used to. Are, are they still going that way, or are we finding a little more traditional, like using the flat falls and fly lining to catch these fish? Well, right now... The two methods that you just mentioned, the flat fall and the live bait, are the way that the fish are being caught. And it, uh, it makes it pretty cool because everybody can participate at the same time. It's not like trolling the, uh, the kite with the rubber flying fish where really only one, uh, one guy has a shot at a time. Right now, everybody on the boat, those fish, we got to get on a good school. Everybody on the boat has an equal opportunity to, uh, to get bit. And uh, really, you could probably do this trip right now with just two, maybe three outfits. Um, you know, I would recommend a light bait outfit for the kelp, for the yellowtail, and also for the smaller size bluefin if they're finicky and biting the bait, a 20, 25, or 30-pound outfit. And then, the you know, the most common jig stick uh setup would be a 40 pound outfit uh that, that's probably the go-to outfit for any three-quarter day or full day trip whether it be at the coronado islands or offshore probably the the most uh used 
line class for fishing either a Caddy 45 surface iron or yo-yoing with a Salus 6X Junior would be a 40-pound outfit. And then when you start talking about these bigger bluefin, which is uh, something that is on the menu right now, even for a full-day trip, you're talking about an 80- to 100-pound outfit with a, a heavy leader, too, 100, 130, even all the way up to probably a 200-pound leader for that flat fall because uh, those bigger bluefin, a lot of times they inhale that thing. And you're talking the possibility of a, a bite-off if you don't have a good heavy leader. So, like I said, two outfits with the third being, you know, maybe optional if you think you want to target those bigger bluefin. Uh, you know, an 80 or 100-pound outfit with a 130- with a to 200-pound leader. And with that flat fall, uh, 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 Captain McDaniels, are they letting that fall down to, let's say, 50 feet and then bring it on up and then letting it go down to maybe 75 or 100, bring it up, letting it go down? Or how, how are they fishing it to catch these fish? Well, the way that that's going to work is the captain is going to tell you on each different day or each, maybe even each different stop the depth. We have the ability, as we're coming up on these fish with sonar, to already know what depth they're at. And then when we get directly over the school and we start brailing bait on them, with our up and down meters, we can tell you to the foot how deep these fish are. So it may be a situation where we actually see them up on top, breaking water, uh, and then everybody knows what depth they're at. They're on the surface. But more often than not, we're going to find them with the sonar, and we're going to get over the top of them and unload some bait on them, and we're going to say, all right, guys, let's drop these things down to 90 feet or 120 feet. We will know the depth and uh, be able to let you know. Well, now, the last time we talked to you, uh, Grande Sports Fishing had just come over to H&M Landing, and there were a lot of things you were doing with the boat. Tell us how the progress that you've made on the Grande, and when are you going to expect to get out if you haven't done so already? Well, being the three-quarter day, uh, full-day boat now, that, that was a new change for us. So to, to fish the Coronado Islands, that does require the boat to have a special permit. It's called a Coronado Islands Biosphere Permit, and it costs a little bit of money, and, and, and the, the big thing is it takes a while to obtain that permit. Uh, it takes a couple months to get it. So we moved the boat over in February, and we applied for our permit uh, at the soonest allowable time. And so right now we're still in the process of uh, getting that permit, and so we've taken advantage of this time to make some really nice upgrades to the boat. Since we haven't been able to fish, we've uh, really, really taken advantage of this time. We've put two more restrooms on the boat, which are just beautiful. They came out nice. The boat now has three nice restrooms, one of which has a uh, you know hot, fresh water shower. And uh, we added some rod racks to the boat because we figure we're going to carry a few more people. We've got 220 rod holders on the boat now. Um, and we did a haul-out, we did quite a bit of painting, and we completely refiberglassed and resurfaced the decks on the boat. So we've been very busy, um, months and months of hard work, and uh, we just got the first part of our permit in the mail the other day. We expect the other part to be here any day now. And we go online May 19th, which is uh, next Saturday. And right now I think we're probably going to be fishing offshore the way things look. But uh, 
we'll make that decision in a few days, a little bit closer to the trip. There's been some pretty consistent and good yellowtail fishing at the Coronado Islands. And then there's been the good yellowtail fishing with shots at Bluefin available offshore. So either way, it sounds like we're going to enjoy good fishing. We'll just uh, make the decision when we get a little bit closer to that time if we're going to go islands or offshore. Well, if you're going to go on an extended quarter, a three-quarter day trip, I've got to tell you, the Grande is the boat to do that on because you, you still have uh, uh, excellent bunks below. You've got a huge galley, and I've got a feeling that uh, – there's going to be no loss for culinary delights when it comes to uh, eating in the Grande's uh, galley. Right. Well, the way that this uh, the way that this trip is going to work, this uh, three quarter day, which the reason we're we're calling it a full day now is uh, it still is essentially the same thing as a three quarter day trip. But we want to make it clear that uh, even though we leave at five thirty in the morning, we we're not going to have a a fixed return time, so to speak. I mean, more often than not, it's going to be it's like a three-quarter day trip. It's going to be about a 12-hour trip, 5.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. But if we feel like we can benefit from some extra time on the water, especially in those situations where we've run 40 or 50 miles to get offshore, rather than, uh, you know, have to be so crunched for time, uh, you know, the arrival times may be a little later than advertised, and, and I know that's the way the other full-day and three-quarter-day boats are doing it here that run out of San Diego. So we'll be doing the same thing. Uh, it's a 5.30 a.m. departure, and you can expect arrival times to be somewhere between 5.30 and 8 p.m., somewhere in there. Now, like I said, more often than not, it's a 12-hour trip, but we do plan to uh, stay out there as long as it takes if we feel like that we can uh, add to our catch from extending the trip a little bit. We do plan to make it a full day of fishing. And that's a heck of a value, too, uh, to get on a trip like that, and especially now that the uh, uh, Mexican government has announced that the quotas on the commercial boats down uh, south have been filled, so they will not be fishing for any more of the season. And are you getting any reports from any of the boats that are either going down or coming back down from further south on, on what, if anything, might be on the way up here north? Well, right now, most of the boats that have been going out for overnight or day and a half have been fishing just right here in our backyard. That's where the best uh, where the best bite has been. And we've, we've had a kind of a tough uh, spring here with weather. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we, uh, you know, we enjoyed one of the nicest winters I've ever had because I'm, you know, I'm on the ocean all winter too with my commercial lobster business, and the entire winter was just flat calm all the time. But it seems like right now we're kind of getting our wind. March, April, May, it's windy a lot, which is typical. Uh, but no, I don't think there's been a whole lot of exploration down south of us, not lately. Um, and and with those stainers being done. Uh, you know, that's usually when things start to kind of uh, settle down. You know, that, that, that stainer traffic on the fish, it kind of upsets them a little bit and spooks them. So with them being gone, there is a very good chance that fish could settle in and kind of settle down and calm down, and we really may start to see some consistent catches. Man, that is exciting news, especially with the stainers being done. It, it, did it seem like... They they got their quotas fairly early again last year, and 
and it seemed like our fishing, the, the fish just bit a little bit better, and they weren't as quite as scattered, and that's where we started seeing the, the big schools of the foamers and everything else like that. I mean, it, it was just a dynamic season last year, and, and hopefully we're going to see it again. Oh, I sure hope so. I mean, last year, I think, uh, you know, looking at, at our particular operation, the full-day boats, uh, you know, this is going to be our first year doing this. We were always fishing offshore, uh, you know, overnight, day and a half, and multi-day. But what I'm really looking forward to was last year they probably had one of the best, at least in my my age range or as far back as I can remember, the best bluefin tuna fishing actually at the Coronado Islands. Uh, you know, bluefin and yellowtail mixed bites on the anchor and drifting around near the islands for bluefin. I mean, that, it's not it's not unheard of to catch bluefin at the Coronado Islands. Every year there's some caught. But last year was without a doubt the best bluefin tuna fishing at the Coronado Islands that I've ever heard of. And, right. uh, and- you know, that, that's why we've applied for that permit. That's why we're making this change. If that bluefin goes back on the bite at the Coronado Islands, you, you know, you can rest assured the Grande will be there. And even though we are talking about three-quarter day fishing or extended three-quarter day fishing, if you get into those bluefin, you can handle uh, a customer's catch just as professionally and and give them the quality that they're going to find on any other long-range boat in the uh, in the fleet. Yeah, I mean, we, that, the, the Grande really, you know, it, it, we're, not, we're not taking anything away from what the operation already was. All we've been doing is just adding to it. We've added the new restrooms, you know, and, and uh, just keeping things general maintenance, really. But we still have our same fish hold that we've been uh, using, our RSW, which we've uh, done, you know, three-and-a-half-day trips. And it holds plenty of fish, and, and it'll bring your, your fish right down to whatever we set the thing to run at, you know, and... and for, for three-day trips, it's worked great. So you can only imagine that for a three-quarter-day trip or a full-day trip, uh, if you catch a bluefin tuna or a yellowtail or a barracuda or a bonito, it doesn't matter, it's going to be treated just as if we were multi-day fishing like we always used to. It's going to be gaffed, it's going to be bled, and it's going to be tagged, and it's going to immediately go down into 33-degree uh, seawater and it's going to stay there all the way until it's time to flame on the way home. So it, we are looking to, uh, just like the other three-quarter day boats, I don't want to make it sound like we're doing anything different or special, but all the three-quarter day full-day boats now have entered the you know 21st century, so to speak. It's, it's all RSW, uh, no you know no fish laying out in the sun all day long. It's day. all good. It's Captain McDaniels, if, if we want to find out more about Grand Day Sports Fishing, See what your schedule is, book a trip. How's the best way to do it? The best way to book a trip right now is to simply go to H&M Landing's website, www.hmlanding.com, and you can select the Grande, and you can book your trips online. We also have a website for the boat that's grandesportfishing.com, where you can get lots of information about the boat and the crew. And if you would prefer to just speak to somebody direct, just give the landing a call at 619-222-1144. All right, Captain uh, uh, James McDaniels, Grande Sports Fishing, thanks a lot for being with us, sir. We look forward to hearing reports on how you're doing out here in the not-too-distant future. We'll be calling in for sure. Thank you very much. All right.
Hey, we're going to take a break right now. It's Stan Windy. We're going to go to commercial. But coming up next, Carol Martins, mother of pro-angler Aaron Martins, is going to be with us. Stay tuned for the special Mother's Day edition of Rod and Reel Radio. We'll be right back. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters. The PTA design has the new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag, quantum fishing. We are performance-tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners. Be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen, including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words Code Group in the App Store on your smartphone. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. And welcome back to Rod Real Radio Southern California. On behalf of Stan, Wendy, and myself, a happy Mother's Day to everyone out there listening to us. Hey, and as a special Mother's Day treat, we've got with us a lady that has raised a professional angler, and we thought we'd get her unique perspective on what she had to go through in the early stages and what she has to go through now with regards to when he wins, when he loses, and all the other things that happen in their lives. Let's let, uh, welcome to Ron Real Radio, Carol Martins. Carol, welcome to Ron Yay! Real Radio, and happy Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, It's been Day, a happy Carol. Mother's Day for sure. Yeah, that, that's great. Uh, Wendy, well, i gotta, I got to tell you, this lady and her son, when they first came on the scene, started fishing in the arena in Southern California, 
um, against us here. And all he did was shake everybody's rafters. All the guys were, were kind of whiny and and they weren't sure about the whole thing but they they were she really upset everybody because she and her son were winning a lot or started winning a lot of them (laughs) and they were ahead of all the guys that were complaining i thought it was pretty fun plus we had a dog that's right you fished with the puppy (laughs) we broke all the rules we brought little eddie with us he started fishing when we did so he became famous (laughs) wendy what what, you you want to say something? You know what I want to say? I want to say that, you know, for for us on the West Coast, Carol paved the way for a lot of women and mothers um, who who had um, kids that wanted to go fishing and, and took the time out um, of her busy schedule to make the time to take her son fishing. You know, there's so many women that I come across, especially uh, women that are single now who have kids, and, and they don't know what to do and how to get started. And, and you know, all they have to do is look back and, and look at what Carol's done and, and, and look at Aaron now. There's a problem with that. It's, I liked fishing as much as he does. So I really didn't have to sacrifice. So, so Carol, tell us about the beach. In fact, if it was raining, I'd say, let's go. You know, we were both like fanatics. T- tell us about yeah, the beginning. Why not soccer or baseball uh, well, it was all that because our whole family, you know, my uh, two older sons just left here. In, pe- in fact, they're probably listening in the car right now. Uh, Brian and Chris, they actually helped Darren learn how to fish at a very young age because we went to the Sierras and we fished for trout, you know, and stuff. Um, I have to throw this in. H&M Landing is where Aaron and I were taken by a friend ocean fishing the very first time. So that, that, that was a deja vu thing today, hearing about H&M Landing. But um, that introduced us to ocean fishing. But we did all kinds of fishing. Um, my older sons, the three of us, and I, you know, we'd fish in streams and all that. And uh, Aaron's the one that really got the bug um, to do it um, and really wanted to pursue it. Uh, we used to rent boats at casitas and stuff and uh, shore fish. And then my older boys, we'd go out to the aqueducts and and shore fish at Pyramid. I mean, we shore fished before we ever had a boat, and that was 30 years ago, and I bought that boat from North Hollywood Marine. A lot of you remember that. Yep. But that's that when there. we started falling in love with fishing, and uh, something else I was going to tell you to slip my mind, so if you ask me something else, it'll all come back. Well, well, tell <laughs> but, us about the, the, the first years. How did you get involved? What made you want to get involved with tournament fishing? Well, that's and the whole why thing I going to tell you. Aaron loved golf. He loved golfing. And his dad and I were big volleyball players. I used to play on all men's teams because I'm so tall. So I loved volleyball. So when uh, Chris, our middle son, he was a volleyball champion for Chatsworth High, and one all-city champion, and uh, Aaron was following in Chris's footsteps, and so he was on the varsity team, and believe it or not, he had to choose whether he was going to be a volleyball player or a fisherman, because they both came down to Saturdays, so we had a big family fight. (laughs) Jerry wanted volleyball, because he loved volleyball, he loved cheering the guys on and stuff, but Aaron and I were really pro-fishing, and we just loved fishing more. So that's what caused us to uh, get into fishing more. And then Jerry made some famous, I'll never forget him standing here and saying, there's no money in fishing. 
And I looked back at him and I said, well, there's no money in volleyball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we proved, we, we proved him wrong because I know just in Bassmasters alone, Aaron's over $2 million now. So well, that's you know, more than I'll make in my lifetime. Well, back in the beginning, though, when fishing events like ABA and, and Western Outdoor News and stuff like that, yeah, there was some money in the events, but tell us the the first time when you cashed in. Were you catching the fish? Was Aaron catching the fish? Were you both doing so it? Much, and, you know, that's why I became an outdoor writer, and I, I'm going to share a little bit of that with you too today. But um, but our we started out getting checks, you know, pretty fast. And Stan and you know, he'll he remember that. You know, mostly Cosidas and Castaic and Pyramid. Those are the three lakes we fished the most. But um, we. What would you ask me again? I'm thinking about 10 different things right now. We're talking about uh, when you first started cashing checks with uh, Aaron in the, uh, in, the t- in the tournaments. I mean, uh, yeah, that, did it happen right in the beginning? And, the first and thing what Gary was... would say to us when we came home is, how much money did you make? <laughs> so, when Aaron and I got into fishing, we never sought money. Um, it wasn't for that reason. We just loved it. And Aaron and I were sitting in Castake in a rental boat one early morning, and the sun was rising in the east. I think it always rises in the east. Am I right? Anyway, we're sitting there in this boat, and there's a whole bunch of bass boats, and they're all taking off. They're all launching. And they left us in their wake. I mean, we were rocking in that boat. Aaron just looked at me. We just talked about this the other day. He just looked over at me, and he goes, that's what I want to do. And I went, you want to do what? And he goes, I want to fish tournaments. And, of course, that just seemed ridiculous to me. There was just no way. These guys had fancy boats and all that. And we, all we'd done is fish from the shore and, on, you know, on a rental boat. But it was actually less than, I think it was much less than a year, maybe six months later, that we went to the Fred Hall show looking for a cheap boat. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I saw the fanciest ranger sitting there on the floor at the Fred Hall show. And then we had another big family fight, and I won that one. And I bought my own new boat, and that's when we started. And we started right out. Um, I think the first place we went was Kachuma to watch a tournament in action. And I towed that boat all the way up to Kachuma because Aaron wasn't even driving it. He didn't drive for like three years. He drove the boat, right. and I drove the car. So um, we watched these guys. We joined a bass club. And I always tell, you know, they always ask me, how do you get started? And I said, well, it's always good to, you know, join a bass club. And go to seminars like we did. We went to Fred Hall and listened to all the speakers on the bass band. And we, we actually just learned by doing it. We really didn't get a lot of instructions. But um, uh, I always tell people, make sure you listen to all the lectures and stuff. But uh, we just learned by experience. And it was our enthusiasm that carried us through all the bad times, you know, the low times and the high times. But I'm, pretty I, much I, I tell people, just take your kids fishing and see if they're natural or not. Some kids... Like Aaron, are just a natural at it. When uh, when you were at the, the behind the scenes, Carol, you know when you were there at the Fred Hall show, I was talking with Don Lee, and I told Don, I go, no matter what, make sure that that Aaron and his mom buy a Ranger. Don't let them buy another boat. Make them a deal because <laughs> these guys are going to make print. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah. You you just have to wait and see. The talent is right here. So it and I don't know if it's still on Aaron's website, but I think. Uh, when I went and saw it a while back, when the very first trophy you and Aaron got, you took a picture with my brother and I. We won the tournament. Yeah, and I you still have it. It was a nice color picture of the four of us. Yes. 
Wow. That was one of our first bigger tournaments. I think, did we get second or third or what? I forget. You got second. You got second place. And, uh, yeah. and, and Kenny and I won it, so we took a picture with you guys. That well, was I have first, to promote American track. Bass because I still am good friends with Buck Dallin and Robert Young, who started American Bass. They were there when we first started, and I'm still good friends with them and keep in touch with them and visit them in Vegas. Uh, in fact, Bob just moved here to the South Bay area. But anyway, um, ABA uh, is the one that had to keep making trophies to fit the need, and we were the first mother and son team, so they designed a trophy for us. And it was ABA where we got Angler of the Year, I think, at least two or three times in one year because we won all the divisions. It might have been that we won the Juan Bass team and then two of the ABA, but that was our banner year. I think it was 1994. But, you know, if you start winning and you, and you find out you're good at something and you love it, by all means, encourage it. And that's what I'm telling parents. You know, if you have a, a kid, I meet them all the time, young men and women, lots of women, who are just, you know, young girls. Even Jordan loves fishing now, and my, my granddaughter. And if, if you see that love in there and you can, and, you, know, you can inspire them and buy them the equipment and get them going, just not make it a miserable thing, always keep it a fun thing, you never know who's going to rise to the top. You know, it's a great sport to be in, if, you know, for a career. So um, I, just, I have to second the motion on what Wendy had said earlier. I think you're being in the in the arena and continually being a part of the fishing arena still today. Uh, I'm fishing the events, whether it's in the back seat at the U.S. Open and or the pro ams, yeah. or or fishing against the guys with your with your son as a team partner. And you fish with Liz in a few of them too. I fished a lot that. of tournaments over the years. I was going to tell you before you take a commercial too. You might want to go to AmericanBass.com because they do have all kinds of programs for people who are just starting. And I think. That's the smartest thing to do if you really want to see if it's for you, you know, uh, and, and keep it a family thing. I love the Uribe's. Rachel and I really hit it off at the Fred Hall show together, and she's got lots of talent. She's going places. Um, I was, I've been watching her on Facebook at a tournament this week, and uh, I just want to say uh, Fish and Game gave me an award. It was the Ambassador of Fishing Award. It was back in the, uh, I can't remember what year, and I, I wrote it in my article. But anyway, it was for inspiring, especially inspiring women and children to fish. And that's what my whole life has been. I just feel like that's a mission I've had, and it couldn't make me prouder to actually get an award for that. So I just feel like I'm so happy. When I started fishing, there were no women. <laughs> there was only a couple of girls and that fish tournament, and now there's just, a lot of women and girls that are fishing. So I think it's balanced out a lot, and I'm very happy about that. And now it's time for commercial, right? No, no, we still have a couple of minutes, Carol. Tell us. I was talking real fast because I have so much to share. Was, it, was, there a t- <laughs> was, was there a time, though, in the mid-'90s when it was time for Aaron to take it to the next level, and he made that well, turn? Well, we won and, the and what, in what was the event? that was our best year ever in 1994. And then it was just within a year or so that he went pro, and then um, uh, he fished the Wombass. He won a Wombass event, a pro event. I went backseater, but then I wanted to fish pro, so I had to get my own boat for that. So that's when I went pro in 95 as well. And then sometimes I'd fish against her because I ended up being sponsored by Crown Royal too as well. And then I also uh, fished Bassmaster events, and I'd be the only woman with maybe Debbie Blankenship sometimes. Um, and then... I actually got two out of four checks my first year in Bassmasters. Wow. So 
One time, I only beat Aaron once in Bassmasters. I, I didn't, I mean, I was somewhere like in 20th or something at the Delta, and that was my, my shining moment. <laughs> it happened once. <laughs> and then, and then, I have a lot more fun things to share with you about the current times, you know. Um, I think you asked me about, you know, being a mother of a pro angler. Um, when, you're, when you're raising your children, you know, a lot of us have children, and we know that when they're young, you teach them, you discipline them, and you actually raise them. And it's, and it's a much different thing. As For me now, all my boys are grown up. I have grandchildren. I even have two great-grandchildren. So at this and I'm, I'm actually an expert at all this stuff, believe me. <laughs> but now, you know, I used to teach him. Um, Aaron and I would always talk about why you should be a good sport. So for me, sportsmanship was number one. I told Aaron, don't you dare lie ever. Don't lie to me, and don't lie when you're fishing. If someone asks you something, just say, I don't want to answer that, but don't lie about anything. If you know Aaron, he's very truthful, even to a fault sometimes. But okay. he, he gets along great with people, and he's a great sport. He's always a good sport. All right. And Carol, that makes me Carol, very proud. now we have to take a break. Okay? Can you take okay. a breath? You know, can, I'll take a can, breath. Can okay. you stay with us just a little bit longer? Well, I could stay with you for a week if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Vicky. I'll have Vicky change the minute. sheets then. Okay. Hey, 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 we're speaking with Carol Martin's mother of Aaron Martin's pro angler. Stan, Wendy, and I we're going to take a break right now, but we'll be back after these messages. I like rafting. I love whitewater. But I never forget that snowmelt in the river can cause cold water shock. I wear a life jacket always. Anyone with me has got to do the same. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, it's Tony Gwynn. Nobody treats you better. Nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hi, it's Tony Gwynn Jr. For years, my dad said it so often. Nobody beats El Cajon Ford. And nobody treats you better. And that's so true. Now I am proud to join the El Cajon Ford team because with them, it's all about family. They treat you right. 
You're part of our family at El Cajon Ford. Thanks, Tony. We'll see you at Broadway in East Main and ElCajonFord.com. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to the special Mother's Day edition of Ron Real Radio. And our special guest this hour is Carol Martins. She is the mother of pro angler Aaron Martins. And Carol, are you still with us there? Yeah, in fact, I don't want you to ask me anything. I want to share something with you. Oh, okay. Well, okay. We, after that, <laughs> let us share something with you. So we're going to have you go first, okay? Okay, I want to go first because I don't want to miss out saying these things. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm talking about the past being a mother of Aaron, you know, and my boys, and how important it was to discipline, teach them, and raise them. But, you know, they're all full grown. They all have their own families. <clears throat> and now... I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor, and I just, I just, when you get to be a mother and a grandmother, I no longer offer my opinion, usually unless I'm asked for it. That's a clue for all the parents out there when your kids get grown up. Um, just love them and support them, and that's the most important thing you can do. But I really enjoyed talking with Aaron. I've had a chance to fish with him, like, maybe five different days. This, uh, already this year, I think, uh, four different days or five different days. I treasure that. I treasure being with him and being able to fish with him. And in some ways, it's like the old days, but things change. And if you've done a good job of raising your kids and they're doing and you do things together that you enjoy, whether it's snowboarding, whatever it is, we just treasure the time we have together. I love, I drove with him from South Carolina to Alabama. And, you know, we talk about fishing almost <laughs> almost the whole time we're talking about tackle and we disagree on a lot of things. I never have been like Aaron. He's he's a perfectionist. I'm well, sloppy. You well, know Carol, I'm just totally lazy. So we disagree on colors and everything and there's so many interesting things. I think you should have me back sometime and I'll share some of the weird things um, about baits and tackles and about Aaron because there's things about Aaron people just don't know and that makes us different sure. as fishing well, partners. Well, uh, Carol, let me uh, let me say this. I'm glad you shared those sentiments with us and you didn't share something like how many days in a row Aaron would go with dirty underwear before you'd get on his case or anything like that? Because we happen to have a special surprise for you all the way from Alabama. We have your son on the phone with us right now, Aaron Martins. Aaron, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Hey, hey guys. Hi, Mom. <laughs> I was listening to you guys. I was petting a tarantula. I'm not, I'm not in Alabama anymore. Oh, okay. I was, pet, I was petting my pet tarantula by, in my campground in Austin, Texas. Okay. Now I'm looking for a rattlesnake. <laughs> I was going to pick him up, but he was kind of frisky. I didn't like it a bit. Good idea. <laughs> and, oh, I'd usually pick him up. Aaron, why don't we save that for the tarantula mainly. part of the show later on, okay? Uh, <laughs> I have know. to give you guys a website, and if you want to read... You know, I write monthly for the bassresource.com, and I have all my stories on there. And if, if you're interested in Aaron and his career and you want to know about parenting and, you know, just all kinds of stuff, and snakes, I have three snake stories on that, that uh, true snake stories. Um, but anyway, it's bassresource.com, and you go in there and you just type my name and search, and all the articles come up. And I think your audience, most of them, would really find them entertaining and humorous but true. And there's a lot of fishing tips, a lot of 
things I think they would enjoy reading. But my latest article was about the things we're talking about right now, and it's called Rabbit Trails. So when you go on the front page of that website, you can look under the past article. They'll say Rabbit Trails, and it ends up saying that my favorite trail of all, cry, cry, is fishing with my son. <laughs> and you'll, I think you'll really uh, find that. In fact, some of the mothers out there will enjoy reading that. But that absolutely was a highlight of my life this this year was being with Aaron. I had the flu, and we still went out and fished in Alabama, and I didn't die. <laughs> but we caught lots of fish, and we just have a wonderful time fishing together. We really enjoy it. It's always Aaron, fun. I, Aaron, I have to ask you, you know, when you were on tour, you had your mother coming with you a lot of times, and, and a lot of guys would go, oh, man, not my mother, but Carol was not only the mother to you, but she was the mother to almost everyone that you were fishing with, and everyone kind of took her in as her mo- their mother, too. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like uh, when I was fishing the trail, and, uh, she would fish uh, a lot of times co-angler. So we got to pre-fish together. We had, yeah, everybody everybody knew her mom. Everybody at the tournament. All, even the even the, a lot of the league guys know her when they come to uh, when we come to the West Coast. Like they always ask about my mom. Is your mom gonna be there? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so a lot, a lot of the, well, I get the to interview them now when I go to the classics and to the the elite tournaments. I feel like you know so many of them, Dean Rojas and and John Murray. There's just so many that I have fished with in the past. But I just love the fishing family. I think the fishing family is the best family on earth. I just love all the people involved with it. Of course, I've known Stan forever. He insures my boat, of course. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Aaron, uh, Aaron grew up with us. There's Aaron, Stan. do you have a memory Hi, of Stan. John? Yeah, we're doing we're doing great, Aaron. I, I want to ask you, fishing with your mom, is there a a memory that stands out over yeah. any other that you can you can talk to us about of time that you were there's fishing? So many with your memories. Mom? I mean, it was like uh, I know that one that stands out is uh, it was really weird. Like to see the thing, my mom remembers that. I caught like a whole bunch that day. And my mom struggled that day. Remember that, mom? You only caught like two. Yes, fish, so I, I did. Like I know the happy ending. But both of hers, both of hers, were bigger than all of mine. And <laughs> like she caught like two six pounders, and I caught like all like two to three pounders. And I was catching them really good. And I don't know if she was throwing on the, out deeper or what, but she caught two fish, and they're our biggest fish by far. And we did really good because of that. But we had lots you know, of and, like and that. all I did, oh, we were fish. talking about that a little, a little earlier. That all the guys were upset because the guy and his and his mom were beating all the rest of the guys. <laughs> was, My mom was, was always like, "Get the net, get the net." Well, Aaron oh, always liked the front boat. of the boat, and I've always liked the back of the boat, unless I'm on my boat, and then I have to do the front. To this day, I don't like fishing in the front of the boat. I'd rather be by myself, and I do much better from the back. That's why I like dealing with people who have to be in the back seat, because I can give them a lot of pointers. I heard, um, you know, um, my name is, who, who was on earlier? Um, Angler Rick Marie. Grover? I heard him talking about being Rick, but being in the back of the boat, yeah, and Rick I Grover. like that. Rick Grover. Yeah, I still Robert. love fishing in the back of the boat. It's very much more relaxing, and I get a lot of good fish that way. Aaron knows he's always teasing me, but I've always caught the big fish. And we just talked about that yesterday. I'm still catching big fish, and we always have a competition. The two of us compete all the time. So, <laughs> and we disagree Aaron. sometimes, but he's, he's got a new shaky head coming out and some new uh, baits coming out, and I've been using them. They're fabulous. But um, I'm, I'm a diehard yeah, finesse yeah. fisherman, always. Aaron, when you were, mom, you and your mom, mom were getting together to fish, uh, 
when you and your mom were getting together in fish tournaments, did you go through strategies? What did you do about baits? Did you have arguments about what to do and, and uh, you know, who would you win? How, uh, how would you decide I mean, she, what to My do? mom would have suggestions during the day. We'd talk about it. And I think uh, uh, a lot of times in the morning we kind of talk about where we're going to go, like most teams do, you know, if you're going to start there or start here. Uh, and then after that we kind of talk about it. And, you know, we, those tournaments we fished in the old days were pretty we were we were an awesome like, team because we complemented each other. Aaron was such a good topwater and reaction bait fisherman, and he would always prepare the fish for me. And if he missed them, I could catch them, you know, on a worm. So we've always fished good together because we don't cross each other. I mean, I kind of follow his lead, and um, I think it's great. I mean, if you can learn how to do that, we comp- we're we're just a great team. We still are. We can still put it together. You know. And it's really yeah. important that you work with your, like Rick was saying, you work with the other person and you don't get in the way. Right. But, but Robo Worm, you know, from the very beginning, I mean, when Robo came out, that's what we've always used. And Margarita Mutilator might be good up north and all that, but I have my secret baits here and there, and I used to kind of argue about those, but now they've become number one. And that's Morning Dawn and all the different shades, you know, Morning Dawn with Red Flag. I might be Morning Dawn this week. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's been Lots using it on his tournament trails back there a lot. So everybody has their favorite confidence color. And Margarita, certainly when Aaron's on the phone, I'll Margarita. tell you about his handicaps. Okay, Aaron, when you... I would say about uh, Margarita, Mutilator is better in clear, uh, bright, sunny days and clear water. Aaron, when, uh, <laughs> when you finally made the decision that, you know, you really had to go pro seriously and that you had to leave the West Coast, it was that was tough leaving home and leaving your mom and everything like that and going back there. Tell us a little bit about that transition. Yeah, just to be closer, you know, the traveling in between the tournaments is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it's it's a smart move. Um, it was hard, though. I mean, I love Cal, Southern Cal. I love all of Cal. Because you had a wife actually. and a baby. And I had, had a baby yeah, in California. People thought that I would be that kind of mother that hung on and clinged to Aaron, but I understood totally why he wanted to move to Alabama, and I was 100 because his dad and I, totally supported that. We made our ways back, you know, back there. He's always come out here a few times a year, but we never fought that move. I just felt it was for, it was the best thing for his career, so we didn't make it hard on them leaving. We knew we'd see each other again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, huh, fun to, it's fun to visit. It's, you know, it's, it makes it even uh, uh, better because, you know, when you're there all the time, it's, you kind of get used to it when you're gone a lot and out here fishing all around. Kind of coming to California is definitely like a vacation for me. Yeah, and Alabama is like a, a vacation for me. Yeah. You know, uh, Carol, too, you must you must have been a comforting factor for her because, Aaron, you probably have more second-place finishers than any, <laughs> you know, 20 other fishermen that we know, and, and that had to get you down sometime. And, and Carol, I'm sure that you supplied Aaron with a, a lot of moral support on those times when, you know, there's well, nothing real, wrong with real the second quickly, place. Real quickly, U.S. But... Open, when he got his first second place at U.S. Open, yes. he was devastated. And he said to me on the way home, I'll never get a chance like that again. And I want uh, every angler listening to times. me, those, those were his yeah. sincere thoughts. He really thought he'd never get another chance. So every time he comes in second place, it, it just adds another one. <laughs> but. Leslie and I, we all cry when he gets second. Aaron, get, he, he just gets mad. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. He doesn't bad cry about it. He just knows he'll get another chance. 
Well, Aaron, is a pro uh, fisherman like a golfer or, or a baseball player when you have a bad outing and, you know, they all have it, and then, but you know that there's going to be a, another venue just coming up in the next week or so, and you've you got to put that behind you and then start looking forward? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what you have to do. Uh, that's what's cool about fishing is you could, like last year I had a okay season and, uh, you know, Champlain, I came back and won it. And that made my season great. But, yeah, you can always win one. I mean, it's no doubt. It's, uh, you know, I've had lots of my friends do that on the lead tour, have terrible seasons and win the last one. It makes up for all of it. So you always have a chance to come back. and Yeah. And there's so many guys like who will never, Aaron and I most... talk about things like this. There are so many guys who won't get ever get a first or second place finish. So it's awesome. I mean, second place is always a lot more money, so you have to think of it that way, too. You know, uh, yeah, and you can buy a first place fifth. loser, too. First no, place Aaron, loser, there's something special. First loser. Aaron, there's something special about guys like you that drive you and, and keep this passion for, for fishing going. I mean, what do you attribute to? What is it? Because I think. Ninety percent of us would kind of go. Uh, I I better do something else because I'm not as good as this as I really want to be. What what drives you to be the fisherman that you are? And my last three years to me have been kind of struggle a little bit of a struggle too. I'm consistent, but not up in the top twelve a lot, which is kind of weird. I, I I love fishing. I mean I I mean I enjoy uh, I love saltwater fishing. I think that's what it is. It's just like. I've always kind of had a love for it um, in the competition. You know, I'm competitive. So, but this uh, probably also that I go to so many different lakes, it makes it more exciting. Like this, this like Travis and Austin's new to me, and it kind of keeps it new to me. It kind of keeps it like uh, exciting when you go to a bunch of new places. If I still fish the West Coast, and I still have fun and everything, but it would get kind of old after a while. I mean, not that those lakes aren't awesome, but it's kind of neat going to all these different places and putting them all together and. It's a real, a real challenge, and I like that. Especially like Travis, like, because like that lake like is so long. And Travis is a like long it. lake, and it's a river lake, and it's just, it's got a lot of steep sort of like, stuff in it. Um, yeah, and it's, sort of like, it's sort of like a skinny lake mead, kind of. Yep. I was here a month ago. It's kind of like a skinny lake mead, so it's it's going to be exciting for me. And Aaron, I'm excited about it. It's gonna Aaron, hot. we're going to let you go here in a little bit, uh, and we're going to keep Carol on, but... Uh, in parting, are there any uh, final words uh, for Mother's Day that you'd like to, to wish Carol before we uh, we let you go and, and get back to? I always I always tell my mom to go fishing as much as she can. She's been fishing a lot, which is really cool. It, it makes me happy and uh, and thanks for giving me the chance to uh, do what I do today. I mean, without my mom's support, my dad, you know, he it took a little while for him to to come to light on the fishing thing, but she was always very supportive and uh, took me fishing and, and, and made it possible so I could do this for a living. You know, Aaron, I definitely I'm want to thank you for that. And I'm sure you probably talked to Yeah. Aaron, you've probably talked to a lot of fishermen, and I know we've talked to guys like Dean Rojas and a few others that their parents weren't exactly lit on fire when they came and announced, I'm going to be a pro angler. And, and guys like Dean and you, you had people in your life that that stayed behind you and encouraged you to follow your dream. Yeah, and that's what that's what makes it possible. I mean, it's a lot easier that way. It's uh, it, it just 
Yeah, I mean, the, some of the guys that don't have support, I, I can't imagine not having support. And you left out with a really good wife. Leslie is totally supportive and really helps him a lot. That really so he's right. <laughs> hey, Aaron, we're going to let you go right now. And Carol, can you stay with us for a little bit longer? I told you I have a whole week, you know, but right. just keep talking. And Aaron, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to give us a call and, and do that. And Any, we'll, we'll get anytime. back with you, too, because I know there's a lot of things happening to you that we need to know about. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, I love doing your show, John. All right. Thanks for having All right, me. Good and, luck. Uh, good have you and, and make sure you win at Toyota Fest. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, that's uh, Aaron Martins was on with us uh, uh, with some comments wishing his mom, Carol, a happy Mother's Day. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now. Carol's going to stay with us for a little bit longer, so stay tuned. There's still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Dan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. We want to thank Aaron Martins for phoning in and wishing his mom a uh, uh, happy Mother's Day. And Carol, thank you for being a good sport and uh, letting that happen. And uh, we had a lot of fun I with was, that. I was really surprised because I told Aaron today that I was going to do a radio show with you guys, which I've been with you before. He goes, oh, that's cool. You know? <laughs> so that, hey. that was a nice surprise. And then, you know, I wanted to tell you, too, Aaron 
We, I don't bother him a lot. People think I call him all the time, but I don't. A lot of his friends call him more than I do. And he calls me when he's on the road and it's convenient and he likes to talk. And that's what I like. I like it when he calls and he's on the, you know, like uh, two days ago he called and we talked for a whole hour. And I was telling you, we talked mostly about fishing tackle. I asked him when he caught his fish on in the last tournament, what he was doing, why he didn't do better. He tells me a lot of stuff and I, I'm just interested in that and what baits he's using and that kind of thing. So we still talk fishing. And then, if you know Aaron, we talk about food. So we talk about diet a lot and going barefoot. You know, we, we both are into that. So I'm just saying, parents, if you have teenagers and young children, there is hope because someday they grow up and then you can really enjoy adult conversations. Carol, That's my and, whole thing about being a parent. <laughs> in, in the uh, short amount of time that we have left, tell us, Put, bring us up to date now with just some of the things that, that you're doing and staying involved with, and especially when oh, it yeah. comes to fishing. Well, when, you know, Jerry passed away three years ago, right before the Classic, at the same lake, at Lake Hartwell. So that was a deja vu thing. But um, I have my own boat and truck that I've had since 2004, and I've been going tomorrow, I'm going to Castaic with my friend Liz on her boat, and I've been doing really good up there at Castaic. Uh, with med fishing and getting some big fish and all that. Um, I just came back from Bodega Bay, and I was ocean fishing, which I hadn't done in like 12 years, and I caught the most fish on the boat, and I caught a limited rock cod and um, shared the others and uh, cleaned it myself and brought it home and shared it. And I'm only, I'm, one thing people don't maybe know about me, because I used to write for Western Outdoor News and other publications, Inside Line and other things, but right now I'm writing for BassResource.com monthly, and so I, I belong to the outdoor writer. Stan Vandenberg, we never see him, but he belongs as well to the outdoor writers of California, and I think... I've been a member for 20 years. I've been on the board. I've been president. I was at a conference this week in Sonoma Valley, Sonoma County, and that's my new, really, I put a lot of time into that organization, and I'm actually putting a call out to anybody who's a writer for the outdoors or in media somehow. Maybe I'll have to hit John Cassidy on this one, because we have some radio hosts on our in our program. Uh, John Hennigan, you might know him. Sure. And um, anyway, my new thing is we're building our organization, so I hope people will follow that, too, because we want to build up the, the, the uh, sport of fishing, and there's all kinds yeah. of ways to do it. I also belong to the Big Bear Fishing Association.com, and we're building fishing in Big Bear, and they have great smallmouth and largemouth that people don't know about. They just know about trout. So if they go when to Big Bear, Big Bear, uh, see, it's Big Bear Fishing Association.com or .org, .org. Oh, so right. get all the information because they're having an all-fish event each month this summer. And it's real fun. You just weigh in your biggest fish, and you can fish for any breed you want, any kind of fish you want. Carol, how, hey, can, Carol, people, how can people get a hold of Wendy you? Wendy has something spe- to say there. What's that, Stan? Wendy was trying to... Uh, yeah, Wendy, go. Uh, hey, hey, Carol. Um, I have two yeah. things. One, you should talk to Merritt McRae, my other half, into getting him into the Outdoor Writers Association. And two, every year I have an annual ladies, all ladies, tuna fishing trip. You should join us some one time. I would love to. <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm not quite sure how people can get a hold of us. Um, are you on, I'm trying to are you on Facebook? You know what? I can. You can get a hold of me, or Wendy can get a hold of me, and I know I can get a hold of you, Carol. 
You all can get a hold of me. I just want to give my phone number out to everybody because I've, I've had it for 50 years. <laughs> and I don't want to prank call or something like that. Well, no, no, I, no, we'll just do it. We'll, get, we'll make this happen. Don't worry. You know, all right, Carol, because I love input from other people. I'd love to hear from people, really. I, I think there are a lot of mothers that are out there that have shared the same experience or maybe they want to take their son or daughter and have them go in the direction, and I bet you they can share some stories with you, and that might yes. even help uh, be the basis for uh, some of the writings that you're doing in Rabbit yeah, Trails. All my, all my stories are humorous, true, and uh, and teaching. You know, they all have some tips in there for people. So all right. I even have how to launch a boat by, for rookies, you know? All right. Well, Carol, <laughs> yeah. Carol Martin. Go find thank- all that stuff on mybassresource.com. <laughs> Hey, thank you for taking some of your Mother's Day to be with us. We appreciate you spending the time. Okay, you have and, to promise me something. Yes. I did this just because now I want you to invite me back. Done. <laughs> okay. Done deal. That's a deal. Right. Okay. <laughs> I had fun. This was great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carol Thanks, Martin. Carol. Appreciate okay, it. Happy fishing, everybody. Keep fishing fun. All right. Thank you, Carol. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, that, that was a lot of fun. And, and you get Carol and Aaron in one spot trying to talk at the same time. And if you've ever n- listened to, to Aaron's, man, he can keep on going and going and going and going. But that was really well, the, fun. The apple didn't fall far from the tree. No. Hey, hey, guys, you know, this is Mother's Day. And I want us to take just a minute to remember our own mothers and Wendy. I've got to ask you, you must have had one of the most unique mothers in the world because here you are, you, you're working in the fishing industry, you're an outdoors person with both hunting and fishing. I don't know if that's a background that your mom came from, but tell us, tell us a little bit about your mom and how she helped support you in, in being a, a, an outdoor person that you are. You know, she had no idea that I became the person that I am. When we were little, you know, we used to go fishing uh, with my parents and our family, my sister and my brother, and I loved it. And, um, you know, fast forwarding, when I got pregnant with my first child, I couldn't play sports anymore, so I'd waddle my way to Trout Island over at Irvine Lake, and every Friday, instead of, you know, changing bait, I was, instead of changing diapers, I was changing bait. And uh, met some people, they talked me into bass fishing, and uh, it was so funny because probably about 10 years ago, um, that, that was when I was sponsored by Triton Boats. And, you know, I'd get a new boat every 10 months. And uh, we, every, every uh, Thanksgiving, we go to Las Vegas. And so I said, okay, I'm going to tow the boat down. And I told my mom's boyfriend and told my boyfriend at the time, all right, we're going to go fishing this time when we go to Vegas. So I towed the boat, had those two get in my truck. Took the boat and the trailer all the way down to the launch ramp over at Lake Mead. They didn't know how to back up the boat. Didn't know how. Didn't know how to run the boat. Nothing. So I, you know, I did all the work. I, you know, took the boat down the ramp, backed it down, tied the boat up, and actually I didn't tie it up. I said, "Here, you guys hold the boat." So they held held the boat at the dock. I ran up, parked the truck, took them fishing. My mom was like, "Who's gonna drive the boat?" <laughs> Me, Mom, <laughs> the boat. Who's going to back down the boat? I do that, Mom. I know how to do that. It was so funny. <laughs> well, now, but, uh, 
Wendy, but when you did. come home now and you've got a wild turkey or you've got a big fish or anything like that, I know you share the bounty with the, the family. What, is, what does she think of that? Uh, she, she would rather buy her meat nicely packaged from the <laughs> store. <laughs> yeah, Jane, her mom is, is just, I, I'd rather just go make it easy. <laughs> hey, Stan, Stan, how about how about your mom? You know, you and your brother are two of the fishiest people that anyone would ever want to know. How how did your was your mom a support group for you or what? I had a great. My mom was the best. She uh, she was the only lady in her class. She was a podiatrist. You know, she's the only lady in her class of all men. She was way ahead of the women's lib thing. She was an RN, worked for Children's Hospital a lot of times downtown L.A. or wherever else when we were growing up, and, and she just thought, because I had the bug when I was a kid, she used to call it fishing fever. Uh, if I saw water, I just wanted to catch something. So we had a little trailer that uh, my dad and mom would tow around through the Sierras, and we'd spend our time up there in the summertime. We would park the trailer, or dad would park the trailer up at Bridgeport Upper Twin, and uh, leave it there, and my the mo- my mom and my brothers and I would stay there for a month or a whack. And he, my dad, would come back and forth. He'd work during the week and come back on the on the weekends. And we were always going places like Nacimento or Kachuma or or the Sierras, wherever. And I just got into the the fishing thing with such a fever, <laughs> I could I couldn't stop. And my brothers Ken followed in that same fo- footsteps, and we just kept fishing and fishing and fishing. We still fish as a team now, but my mom was really, really supportive of that, both mom and dad. Dad was the guy that taught me to fish. Mom was the support team, and she was our cheerleader. So she did a great job of pushing us to the next height, go do something you don't know, learn as much as you can about as much as you can so you always be able to converse or converse with people as you're going through life. But the fishing thing, you know, was a great a way for us to go and do things as a family because we all enjoyed it. Well, you know, and on my side, my mom was a great supporter, not only of my dad that started fishing in in the uh, early 30s off of Montauk Point, but then when he came out here to the West Coast, I remember in the, the early 1950s, he'd charter boats out of uh, Fisherman's Landing, and, and there was no galley, there was no services over there. We were on a 12-pack uh, you know, the first boat I remember going on out on was the Pilardo. But my mom would uh, religiously, before we'd go on out, we were living in the San Fernando Valley, she'd go out and she'd buy chickens and cut them in half and wrap them and make endless peanut butter and uh, jelly sandwiches for us <laughs> and en- endless butter sandwiches. And we'd wrap them all in a bag. And, you know, what my dad... Uh, you know, before I was even old enough to go out, would come down to San Diego, and then in the mid '50s, I was able to join them, and we'd fish and we'd bring back uh, fish. And at that time, it was albacore and yellowtail, and she'd cook them up, and we'd have these these grand parties. So, Mom, I want to thank you, and Stan and Wendy, I think you want to thank your moms for you know allowing you the opportunity to pursue this uh, the sport that we all love so dearly. Well, I'll vote yeah. for that. My mom was great about that. You know, i got to give my wife credit, too. She's a mom, and she is really supportive of, of my uh, support and the hobby and the business I'm wrapped around, so i got to give her a little credit, too. All right. And you, you know, Wendy? I have to give I have to give my daughter credit. 
you know, I'm a mom, right? So yes. my daughter has put up with my fishing and my hunting and carcasses here and carcasses there and, <laughs> and the time away from home and putting up with the smell. And so uh, I have to give kudos to my daughter. <laughs> all right. Hey, guys, I think we're going to have to shut it out for tonight, but thanks a lot. We had a good time and I always appreciate uh, your contributions to the radio show. Uh, we, uh, we look forward to being here again uh, next Sunday night, okay? Good enough. Right. Happy Mother's Day, Wendy. Uh, thank you very much. And we want to wish Happy Mother's Day again to everyone out there. And that's it for tonight, everyone. I want to thank Otto at the AM540 Studios, Ben Harvey, our local producer here in San Diego, and always a member of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McCune and Trudy, a happy Mother's Day to you, too. Hey, guys and ladies, thanks a lot for listening. We look forward to seeing you out in the water. As the reports you heard tonight, they're out there. They're getting away. Someone's catching your fish. Go out there and get them. Good night, everyone. We'll see you again next Sunday night on AM 540 at 5.05. We're out for now. Gone fishing. Instead of just a wishing Papa Bing, I've stopped by your place a time or two lately And you want home either